Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing learning to co-parent with a passive aggressive ex. My name is Lucy Good and I am the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space which is dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We've got a single mum only anonymous forum, ebooks and e-courses as well as single mum discounts and giveaways and it can all be found completely free on our website beanstalkmums.com.au But now to focus on those podcasts that I mentioned, um, I'm very excited to welcome a lady I have not had the pleasure of speaking to yet but been working with her for a while now and that is Sally-Anne Hartnell from Reflect Coaching. Now, before I let Sally Ann talk, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about this amazing woman. Um, She's a fellow single mum and went through her separation 12 years ago, so a seasoned single mum, I would say. Um, She and her ex have two teenagers who are 17 and 15, and they co-parent amicably, even though they have a fairly unusual situation. Get this, dad lives in Hong Kong and comes to Melbourne every three weeks or so um, to spend time with the kids, which just goes to show that whatever your situation, it's still possible to make co-parenting work. Um, Sally-Ann is also the founder of Reflect Coaching, which is another reason that she's chatting to us today about this topic. And Reflect Reflect Coaching um, supports women who are going through their divorce, um, as well as helping them afterwards with things like overcoming the overwhelm, defining their best life post-divorce, providing a framework to get them there, and redefining, resetting, and then rebuilding their solo life. Sally-Ann started her business, Reflect Coaching, for the same reason I started Beanstalk. And that's because when she divorced, she couldn't find the support she needed. And this for Sally-Ann was the help of someone objective, someone who had been there before, um, knew what she was going through and could guide and support her. And now that is what Sally-Ann gives to other women through Reflect Coaching. So... I'll let you talk now. Welcome to the Beanstalk Podcast, Sally-Ann. Thank you, Lucy. Really great to be here. Pretty excited to share um, some time and space with you and the listeners. Yep. And as I was saying, we've done a lot of work together, haven't we? But we haven't actually spoken yet. So this is this is a really good opportunity for us to have a chat as well. Um, but now on the topic of the podcast, before I go flying into the questions I've got, and there's some really good ones in here, um, we're talking about labels a bit today, you know, labeling people. He's a passive aggressive. Mm. He's a narcissist. Um, you know, he, I'm not one for labels, um, ideally, because the reason being is sometimes people aren't necessarily those things. And it can be a little bit of a blame game where people say, hey, he's, he's this. And because he's this, it's not my fault. I'm free of any blame in this situation. Um, So I just want to make it clear, yes, we're talking about passive aggressive people, but also about people with with those traits. Um, And there is a slight difference in that. And it's also hopefully going to help people, not just who are co-parenting, but also to deal with people throughout their life with passive aggressive traits. What we talk about today, won't it, Sally-Ann? Absolutely. And I think it's important to focus on the behaviour, not on the person. So we all, we can all 
display some of these behaviours at various times. So it's not about pointing the finger, as you said, and, and naming and shaming and blaming. Um, it's just about learning to recognise some of these behaviours and how they can impact relationships, whether it be your co-parenting relationship or your relationships external to you, to your family. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah, you just said exactly what I was trying to get out when I was rambling along just then, which was that it's about the behaviours and not the person. So, you know, you might think, look, my ex is not passive aggressive, but I think he's got some, you know, a little bit of that in his character. This this is going to help this chat. So so stay listening. Um, So I'm going to start off. Sally Ann, can you explain to us, first of all, what passive aggression is? Um, just so we're completely clear, um, and the kind of behaviour that we might see from a passive-aggressive person. Mm. A good way to think about passive aggression is that it's sugar-coated hostility. I I discovered that phrase um, while I was doing some research, but I love it. It's (laughs) because (laughs) passive aggression is really just a way of covertly expressing anger or other really powerful emotion um so sugar-coated hostility encapsulates a lot of it and i think it's an easy way to think about it um and as i said earlier it's not just your ex um and i know i found it a little confronting when i was doing some of the research for the blog post and and in order to help clients that um sometimes i display passive aggressive behaviors so I just wanted to, you know, make sure that we're really not naming and shaming and blaming. We can all do it. Um, so passive aggression can manifest in lots of ways, but but ways that um, as co-parents we might see it or recognise it is um, things like procrastination um, or forgetting, in inverted commas, um, n- not necessarily realistically forgetting but just parking things so that you know nothing ever gets done um another one another form that it shows up in a co-parenting relationship is in intentional lateness often you know late to pick up or drop off or or even to you know provide forms or documents when you when you're going through your divorce um other other ways the silent treatment just completely shutting down um naming oh, we're talking about blaming before so blaming and making excuses everything always being someone else's fault uh sulking payback revenge backhanded compliments are another one um and what i like to call the smiling assassin when somebody just looks you in the face nods and smiles and seemingly agrees to what you're asking or requesting of them but then just goes off and completely ignores what you've said and does whatever they whatever they like um, or whatever they were going to do in the first place. So it's really passive aggression is really, um, or by definition, it's non-confrontational or passive resistance to reasonable expectations or demands of another person. Um, it's a way of avoiding directly expressing any strong emotion, anger, frustration, um, and it may or may not be intentional or recognised by the person displaying it. Oftentimes it's really deeply ingrained from childhood 
um, as a pattern of behaviour and a way of avoiding, as I said earlier, avoiding displaying anger. Um, and that can come from your family of origin where anger was not something that was seen as an okay emotion to display. Um, so if you call out uh, someone on behaving passive aggressively, as I said, they may not even recognise that they're doing it. So they, they deny it and then um, withdraw from from communication even further. So, so it's really interesting. That was one of my questions I was just about to mm. ask you was, yeah. are, they, are they aware that they're doing it? Um, are we aware when we do things that are passive aggressive? No, we're not until you do research on it. And <laughs> think, oh my God, I do that. Um, so yeah, it, it's quite interesting, isn't it? So so some of it is is probably purposeful and others isn't. And it can come from the way that you've been brought up and the way that you're, what was acceptable and what wasn't in your family but you also you make it you know you make it sound quite scary with some of these phrases smiling assassin and sugar-coated hostility and I think it is it's almost um, a sly behavior the word sly comes to mind for me am I am I on the right track there yeah I think so um and again I think sly assassin that as you said they've they're quite strong words um but if somebody doesn't actually realise that that's what they're doing and the damage that it can cause or the, or the conflict that it causes, um, we can't actually really blame. Um, so I know some of those words are quite strong, but perhaps if, you know, if we reframe it in that it's not, it may be not intentional, um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not certain that we that we need to really um, push those harsh words. Mm. Uh, I think they're good words. I think they're good words because a lot of people do suffer at the hands of people who are behaving that way. But we'll, look, we'll, we'll move on it, to the... Oh, the, sorry. sorry I and was just and saying, it can actually, it can be a spectrum of behaviour. So, um, you know, there, there are less, less aggressive strategies that people engage in in passive aggressive behavior right up to the extremes of narcissism so yes it depends where on the on the spectrum the behaviors lie you know is it just a flippant backhanded compliment that oh you look like you've lost weight mm. or is it really intentional targeted verging on abuse you know there are there are extreme you know as I said there's a spectrum of behavior yeah. so it depends where on that spectrum it falls and yeah and that explains it really well so look we'll move on to the co-parenting side of it so what sort of problems mm. and you did touch on this when I asked you the first question but you know are there any other problems that when you're trying to um co-parent with a passive aggressive person what might we come up against well, all of the behaviours that we discussed and plenty more, mm. <laughs> intentional <laughs> lateness, forgetting, the silent treatment, there's an ineptness, doing something so poorly and badly that you have to redo it. Um, denial and shutting down is another one, like I did not or whatever, um, constant sulking or, as I said, backhanded compliments and then that smiling assassin. All of these behaviours cause problems when co-parenting, and I'm sure some of the listeners can recognise some of them and how it's impacted their relationship with their ex, but also flows down into impacting the relationship with the children. Um, it, it manifests in difficulty communicating with any sort of clarity, things taking a really long time because of that forgetting and procrastinating. So 
decisions taking forever to be made or issues resolved and you just met with a block every time you're trying to move things forward. For some women, they start to second-guess themselves, like, am I actually going crazy, you know, and, and that sort of leads us into gaslighting, which is a whole other mm. topic. Um, and then just practically your ex-partner or co-parent just refusing to comply, just be doing that smiling assassin thing, smiling, yes, yes, I'll do that, yes, I'll pick them up from school, or yes, I'll take her to that party, or, and, just, and just not. Um, so those kinds of those kinds of issues become really problematic when you're trying mm. to co-parent. And it seems that a lot of those come back to communication, of course, for co-parenting or for successful co-parenting, communication is number one, isn't it? And if that's it not bottles. there, not in place, or there's somebody who's um, causing problems around the communication that you have, then you just can't move forward. And as you said, the people who are affected are most, the most out of it are our kids. Exactly. Which is so sad. But look... Um, so we now know what passive aggressive is. We know how it can affect co-parenting. Um, and Sally Ann, you actually wrote a fantastic article for our website um, mm. about um, how to deal with um, a passive aggressive ex when you're co-parenting. So anyone who wants a little backup for this um, from this chat and wants to find out a little bit more about it, just tap passive aggressive into the search button on the Beanstalk website, and you'll be able to find that article. But um, can you, in this chat as well, for those who perhaps don't have the time to go over there um, and read it, can you tell us? Um, how we should deal with this, how we can um, co-parent successfully. I know that you mentioned <laughs> the best way to deal with passive-aggressive behaviour can be to ignore it in the article. But, of course, when you're co-parenting, that's, you just can't. So mm. what can we do for a karma co-parenting ride? Um, ignoring is the best option. But as you've said, when you're co-parenting, communication is vital uh, so you can't ignore it. But oftentimes you can ignore some aspects of it. If, for example, there's an email sent to you from your co-parent addressing an issue that you've raised and there is a passive-aggressive element in that, in that email, just ignore that part and direct your communication or, or maintain communication on the issue at hand. So you can sometimes let, let it... Um, let it ride and ignore just the elements of of the interaction, be it online or face-to-face, that are passive-aggressive. Don't give it fuel. So I know ignoring is, is impossible, totally is impossible when you're trying to co-parent, but choose which parts you can ignore while still moving forward with whatever issue or, or topic you're trying to communicate about. Mm. Respond only to that to that part that you you know the issue you're trying to resolve if you can't ignore it don't engage in it as i said don't add fuel to the fire don't don't argue or defend yourself don't react with anger or frustration or tip into your own version of passive aggressive behavior because mm. it's really easy just to get sucked into it i like to think of um passive aggressive behavior as a bit of a vortex your whoever's communicating with you passive, passively, passive aggressively, mm. is actually trying to suck you into a conflict. 
even though passive aggression is designed to avoid overt conflict, by its nature, it sucks people in. So if you can stand on the edge and not get sucked in by ignoring as much of it as you can and then just not engaging in it, then you can step around it and move forward. Mm-hmm. Another really strong tip I have is to learn to communicate assertively. And assertive doesn't mean aggressive. And again, Lucy, that's a whole nother topic we can yeah. go down a rabbit hole on, so we won't today. But Making a note. <laughs> assertive communication. So if you're engaging on an issue or a topic, reassert what that is and reassert the expectation, it, for example, you know, showing up on time without accusing your co-parent of anything. Just you need to pick up Sarah at 3 o'clock. You need to pick up Sarah at 3 o'clock and just keep communicating on the topic. As I outlined in the article, um, accept, you need to accept what you can and can't control. You can't control the, the passive-aggressive behaviour, but you can control your own response and manage your behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, so focus on your behaviour and your communication. Keep it calm and direct as I said, assertive, open, honest. Dot points are good in emails. Just keep it right on topic um, and stick to one thing at a time. Another thing passive-aggressive people will do is tend to blow up an issue and go off on tangents to divert attention from whatever you're trying to resolve with them. So just stick Stick to your guns, stick to one thing at a time and don't move on until the issue is resolved. So if we go back to that earlier example, Sarah needs to be picked up at 3 o'clock. You need to pick Sarah up at 3 o'clock. You just stay on topic and don't engage in all the extraneous stuff that your co-parent's trying to bring into the the argument. Um, If you find you can't communicate calmly and assertively face-to-face, uh, it's best to limit your communication to write in writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I strongly suggest you get someone else to read it or you make sure there's a pause before you hit send. Um, and also when you do send emails, request a read receipt. So there is no, oh, I didn't see that or that email didn't come through. You know that it's been, you know that it's gone through and it's been, it's mm-hmm. been received and read. Um Respond to the, the content, not the context. If someone, and, and by that I mean um, if someone's dropping a sort of nasty or barbed comment, which is one of those typical um, passive-aggressive tactics, just say, yeah, thank, thanks for that, and then move on to the issue, focusing on the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, And I guess finally, the big, big one in dealing with anybody who's passive-aggressive or displaying passive-aggressive behaviours is to set really firm boundaries. Um, And again, this is not easy with someone who's on the higher end of that passive-aggressive spectrum, you know, heading up towards narcissism, Um, but it's vital. It's vital for your own health and it's vital for your kids that you set firm boundaries around what you will and won't tolerate. It might mean that you have to calmly and assertively communicate to your ex-partner, I can't listen, 
I won't listen when you speak to me like that. If that continues, I'm going to hang up the phone and we can talk later. And you just keep reasserting that boundary to the point where you might have to hang up the phone. Um, I had another client who, I had a client whose ex was continually late to pick up the kids or would just ring and say, actually, I can't come and get them today or get them tomorrow. You know, it's fairly common. It's a common story. So she put a boundary around that by speech. She had a, still had a really good relationship with her ex-parents-in-law. So on a Friday afternoon after school, she'd pick the kids up from school, drop them to her mother-in-law's, and they would wait there for their dad for whenever he was able to pick them up. So she set a boundary which didn't negatively impact on her. It didn't negatively impact on the kids because they knew they were going to grandma's Mm -hmm. and grandpa's every Friday afternoon. They got spoiled rotten while they waited for their dad and it didn't matter whether he turned up at 7 o'clock that night or 7 o'clock the next morning. They were safe and she'd set a firm boundary about what she would and would not tolerate from him. Yeah, she'd step back from it as well, which is is good. Like you say, if you can step back from it, that's good. Look, there was something else that you mentioned on the article which was really interesting and I actually think we probably need to talk about this in a separate podcast because (laughs) (laughs) you said um, if all else fails, opt out. And I remember thinking oh, how are we meant to do that? We're kind of stuck in this (laughs) co-parenting thing for the next 16 years or whatever. But but what you meant by that was instead of co-parenting, try parallel parenting instead, um, which I'm finding more and more interesting because I actually think that for a number of years, I thought I was co-parenting with my ex, but we were actually parallel parenting. But can you just very quickly, because we are running out of time here, can you just explain to us the difference between the two types of shared parenting, parallel parenting and co-parenting, and why parallel parenting could be a better option if you're dealing with a passive-aggressive personality? Okay. Co-parenting is a really collaborative approach where you discuss things and make decisions together, big and little, where you're involved with each other's parenting on a if not day-to-day, then week-to-week basis. That's in a nutshell. Parallel parenting is where you co-parent but by disengaging and have limited direct contact with or face-to-face interactions with one another as parents. So it helps ex-partners disconnect from one another but also fosters a really powerful and strong relationship for the kids with each parent without jamming them in the middle. So if you can't collaboratively co-parent, you just step back And it's sort of like, you know, what the kids say, you do you, I'll do me type thing. So your ex-partner parents in his way, you parent in your way, and you don't get directly involved. Major decisions are made jointly, you know, health issues, education, those big issues are discussed and jointly decided. And that can be done with a mediator or your lawyers or your coach um, and outlined in a parenting plan. But your routine day-to-day parenting decisions are made by whichever parent the child is with at a time, at the time, um, and commu- direct communication is limited. So this is when things like co-parenting apps or just limiting all communication to email is really important. Um, it just parallel parenting is about minimal interaction mm. between the kids. Uh, but sorry, not between the kids, between, <laughs> between the, the parents. parents. But I think a really, really good way of co-parenting, if you can't get on, um, my advice to people, and I'm asked probably daily this, a question around, you know, not being able to get on with the ex and mm. troubles with co-parenting. My advice is always somewhere along the lines of 
limit it limit your communication as much as possible and again like you were saying keep it into in an email or a text and think before you hit send but you when you're if you keep opening up that line of communication with somebody who there's a lot of tension with then you're opening up opportunities for arguments and problems so to me the easiest way to limit that is to pull in the communication as much as possible and communicate only when really necessary and through certain forms and that's what um, parallel parenting is and I think there's a lot of single mums out there who are like me who (laughs) we've been under the impression we've been co-parenting I've actually been on national tv talking about (laughs) co-parenting but if I actually look at it was I co-parenting or was I parallel parenting maybe I was doing a little bit of each in there because there's no set boundary but I think it's a fantastic way to deal with a passive aggressive ex from what you've said but my last question for you is that if we're sharing the care of our children, as I said, we're in this for the long haul. Some people are doing it for 10 years, some people for 16 years. Even if you're just co-parenting for two years, it, mm. can, it can be really hard work. Um, and you've given us some great strategies, some brilliant strategies. In fact, thank you for that, to help us with co-parenting. But how can we affect our, you know, protect ourselves from the effect the negative effect of dealing with a passive-aggressive ex over a long period of time? How can we look after ourselves in the midst of it all? I think the main... Not I think, I know. I know (laughs) that the main way is to separate the behaviour from the person, as we talked about earlier on. So park the behaviour off to the side. Um... And as I said earlier, to set your rock-solid boundaries. Really know what is and is not okay for you. Learn also to recognise how you respond and react to that behaviour. So how I find that it manifests in my body, you know. I start to get really tense, tight muscles. I grit my teeth. Um, so I'm, I've learned to recognize those signs in my body and just let them go and one thing that I find really useful which other other mums out there might also find useful is just to wrap myself in a bubble you know just put a bubble around myself this stuff can't get in and hurt me because if mm. if you let it continually affect you it hurts it hurts so mm. it's about personal boundaries and, you know, wrapping yourself up in a bubble and, like, this can't get in. It's not about me. It's about them. And, of course, really important for all of us single mums is self-care and self-love. Be kind. Be compassionate. Make sure you fill up your cup so that when when you're faced with passive-aggressive behaviour from your ex, it does just bounce off you a little easier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did say a little easier. It's I love giving easy. this kind of advice. <laughs> uh, it's all, all very well when we give advice from a good place, but it's so hard when you're in the midst of it. But no, it, but it is also so true. All the things you've just said there. Are so yeah, true. I think, I think the yourself. really key thing is to recognise how it, how how you respond and to learn to go. Oh, yes, that's right. That's passive aggression. I don't need to engage in that. And so just. To, to sort of shift the dynamic rather than getting sucked into that vortex of playing out your story because we all have a story with our ex. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get sucked into that vortex and play out the story or you can go, oh, 
that's right, I'm gritting my teeth because I don't want to open my mouth because I know what will come out in yeah. response and start to recognise those signs in yourself and have strategies to deal with it. Yeah, and that's what people should get from listening to this, recognising what it is um, in them, recognising how it affects you and then taking action. And you'll see the difference because it's like doing the grey rock with narcissists. You see the difference straight away. So it's just about learning how to deal with people. But look, Sally-Ann, that's all we've got time for. We got in all of our questions. I did have to rush (laughs) us through slightly. I knew that it would be like this. Um, I think we provided loads of great content for anyone dealing with a passive-aggressive ex. But before we wrap up I would like you to have a chat with our listeners and tell them about a special that you have for them also about where they can find you um, if they want to know about more that um, more about what you offer um, so website address any contact details feel free to share them now thank you um, website is www.reflectcoaching.com.au and I'm sure you'll find that if you type passive aggression or passive aggressive into the Beanstalk website. That article comes up. There's a link. Um, Email address is sallyann, S-A-L-L-Y-A-N-N-E, at reflectcoaching.com.au. In terms of stuff that's going on at Reflect Coaching, I've recently launched a new budgeting tool for single mums to help you get your finances back on track. Um, so if you jump on over to the website, join the mailing list, or you could just click on the, on the link and download it. Um, I always offer a complimentary consult, which is a free 45 minute consultation to work out where you are, what you most need to work on, where you want to get to and whether coaching is the pathway that will work best for you to get you there. Um, there's a discount on um, the Beanstalk website for a three-hour uh, coaching session over Skype or Zoom. Um, and I'm about to launch some free intro to coaching workshops, which are face-to-face for our Melbourne listeners. Um, again, if you jump on over to the website and pop your details into the mailing list, I will make sure you know exactly when and where they're um they're going to be um, and you can yeah come along and find out um, how coaching works and whether it works for you in the new year there'll also be some um, panel Q&A events that we're organizing with a few like-minded and really helpful folks family lawyers mediators financial advisors who work with single mums so yeah there's lots going on there's loads happening and you're 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 always around on um, on beanstalk and on the vine and you really are a valuable part of our community so thank you for that thank you for the specials that you offer us and the time that you've spent chatting to me today i mean i have to admit i wasn't entirely sure about passive aggression you know it's a word that's flung around a lot but i feel really clear now and like you i do actually think oh there's a few things that i do that are a little bit (laughs) passive aggressive so it's certainly been a learning experience for me and i really hope that um our chat will help some of our listeners with co-parenting and also with dealing with the personality in other areas of their life maybe at work um with relationships with friends and things like that so once again thank you so much for everything you do thank you for chatting and i look forward to chatting to you again in the future 
Thank you. And thanks, everybody, to li- for listening. I hope there's some little tips that um, you find useful. And, yeah, I look forward to talking again. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you, sally And just very quickly to all the single mums who are listening, well, um, are you dealing with a passive-aggressive ex or have you just realised that you're dealing with a passive-aggressive ex or somebody with just passive-aggressive traits? Um, if so, I do really hope this podcast has given you some suggestions on ways forward with your co-parenting or possible parallel parenting journey Um, and remember if you've got any questions or you want further support based on your individual situation head to the reflect coaching website which you can find um, all over the beanstalk website you go to our directory or on the page where you find this podcast there'll be a link through Um, and um, find out everything you need from sally ann she is an expert in this she's traveled the journey herself but she also um, can offer that expert advice that you need alongside it Um, and remember if you've not visited my website beanstalkmums.com.au make sure you do not only will you find more podcasts like this but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey Um, and you can chat to me anytime on the anonymous single mum forum or on the single mum fine facebook group uh, both of which are reached through the beanstalk website and one final point before i leave you if we've still got your attention Um, If this podcast has helped you, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it because the more reviews that we can get, the easier these podcasts are to find by other single mums who also need support, guidance and companionship for their single mother journeys. So until next time, ladies, goodbye.